0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town podcast for April 28th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? You might've turned on the show and you thought, gosh, we got the wrong show where we accidentally turned on that, you know, hunting podcast again, or, you know, this, uh, cabinet remodeling show. No, it's just a, a little spring change of pace, you know? And uh, we're talking football today, if you didn't already know from the title of the show, and nothing says football like acoustic guitar, some home cooking, the leftover uh, macaroni uh, lasagna I made from Monday night, it's Thursday night now. And uh, you might be wondering, what, what is macaroni lasagna? It's pretty much just what it sounds like. So we're celebrating the NFL draft. We're celebrating America. We're celebrating home cooking. We're celebrating an all-new uh, program that's going to be Premiering in the near future here on Beantown Network, so there's that's coming up later in the show, a little uh, teaser for that. So there's a lot to chat about what's happening. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast, Year 5. How is everyone doing? It is a special Thursday night edition of Quinn David Furness Presents... The Bean Town Podcast. I am happy to be coming to you live as always uh, right here from Chicago, Illinois. We are one of the top 500 podcasts on the north side of Chicago. We are the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the country of Pakistan. Hello, Hyderabad. Hello, Islamabad. Hello, Khyber Pass. What's happening? I don't think the NFL has really made it too big in Pakistan yet. I think they're more of... Uh, A cricket nation. Um, Cricket, soccer, high lie, I assume. Uh, But, you know, who knows? But this is our 2022 NFL draft special. We are going to be uh, predicting the first round. And I, I know what you're saying. Gosh, Quinn, we don't like football. Or, you know, who, who, who cares? You're going to want to stick around. It's going to be a snappy, zippy show. In a second here, I'm going to be making a DIY rum and coke. Um, I don't have rum, I don't have coke, which is why it's DIY. So you're not going to want to miss that recipe. And, uh, I, gosh, I, I suppose I could even, I gotta, I'm gonna have to pause for a second when I move over to the, the kitchen, but I could grab the mic stand. So, you know, we'll, we'll, have a good time. Uh, it's a fresh new Beantown podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting the show. I wanted to let you know, next weekend is the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I have been hard at work. I quite honestly spent my entire run in the rain today thinking of ideas for horse names for our Our top ten horse names special. So uh, we are. I've got some good ones. I'm excited for that. I have not made my choice for the top horse name of the year yet. So there's a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz, a lot of people are chatting about it on you know subreddits and forums and discords and Twitches and all that stuff. So uh, there's a lot of excitement in the air about that show next week. Our annual top ten horse names special. And this would be a great opportunity to you know promote this week's call to action. Uh, email us Beantown at yahoo.com again that's Beantown Bean podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, if you want to enter for your chance to uh, have your horse name pick selected as the recipient of this year's fan vote award. So get those votes in. Uh, we, we like you'll likely have about a week to do it. Um, we'll probably close that around Cinco de Mayo or so, May 5th, which will be next Thursday. So get those emails in. You can also tweet at us. We are at Beantown Cast. Myself personally, Quinn, I am at White Buns with a Z. So get those horse names in, uh, and we will see who our lucky winner is this year. Uh, I also wanted to mention we did a Beantown uh, fan vote this past year. Um, and, or not year this past week, and it was all about subway sandwiches and i got let me see if I can pull up the poll results here hopefully i didn 't lose them anywhere, although I might have um, oh wait, here we go, okay, I got them in a in a message, and I was actually talking to a friend. Uh, and we're, we're talking about Subway. And well, let's let's just reveal the poll results first, and I'll reveal to you some good news about a, 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 our, our potential next guest here on the Bean Town Podcast. So, our weekly Bean Town Podcast Beanhead Poll Question, or the WBPBPQ, as it's known in some circles When did you last eat Subway? And if you're on my Instagram, again, you can follow me at q.queend. You're going to want to do that for all the latest news updates about my life which is relatively interesting. I posted a nice picture of what looks to be a veggie delight, perhaps, or maybe tuna. Just one of the saddest excuses for a Subway sandwich you've ever seen. It's a little six-inch action. I see tomatoes, cucumbers, lettuce, pickles, red onion. I think it is tuna uh, because there's some gray stuff in there that I can't quite make out. And Then there's like two black olives on there. Um, so the the four answer choices I provided in this beanhead uh, poll question was uh, or, or first option a few weeks ago, second option a few months ago, third option over a year ago, and fourth option was never. The results are in. We had six percent say a few weeks ago. We had twelve percent say a few months ago. Seventy six percent of you all mentioned over a year ago, and six percent saying never. So we have at least we have eighty two percent of the beanheads who chimed in this past week, which you know is a couple couple thousand people said that they haven 't had subway in at least a year, so i don 't know if you know the sub sub subheads are out there listening to this uh, you know subway execs, but that whole eat fresh eat fresh refresh campaign is uh, maybe not working so well uh, because gosh it 's eighty uh, two percent is a pretty striking number, and when you consider twelve percent of, of the beanheads haven 't had it for a few months. Only 6% of people in this poll have had it in the last month or so. Uh, So that person, who uh, will remain nameless for the time being, but um, I'm excited that we we had a preliminary discussion about coming on the show and uh, talking. I'm legitimately interested in this. I think it'll be a fun and funny, heartwarming, family-friendly-oriented conversation, but I'm I'm actually legitimately interested because myself... uh, I'm someone who ate Subway all the time in high school growing up on, like, road trips. You knew that you had made it big. You were lucky when Dad decided to stop at Subway because uh, that was just hitting a pot of gold. I think, honestly, I think the last time I ever had Subway, I'm pretty confident in this, was in uh, Walla Walla, Washington. I was there with my parents, and I this was, you know, this is pre-COVID, pre crazy inflation. I believe the footlong subs were in the 9 to 10 dollar range. I think a Veggie Delight was like 8.99 or something like that. Can you imagine what those footlong prices are like at Subway now? And the quality is just in my limited experience, not good. So this was 3 years ago. Uh and I'm very excited to be able to, it's a it's a close personal friend who responded that they are still uh, Subway is still a go-to for them. So we're gonna get them on the show. It'll likely be sometime this summer, June or Jul- June or July, I'm thinking. A deep dive, Beantown Investigative I N V E S T I G A T I V E report into the inner workings of subway. And the diehard loyal fans who continue to frequent there. So you've got that to look forward to. You've got the Horse Dane podcast coming up next week. Uh, a lot of good springtime action here on the show. Uh, I want to mention before we go to our DIY um, rum and coke uh, is that uh, listener discretion, and moving around here as we speak, is uh, advised. When you're listening to the Bean Town podcast, number one, we will occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I think it's going to be fun today. We're going to be talking NFL draft in just a second here. I'm going to set you down and see how far I can actually make it, uh, how long this cord is going to stretch. Can I get all the way over? I got the laptop on the counter. Oh, I can make this. I'm going to make it. Laptop on the counter hand outstretched to the bookcase to get uh, a microphone stand so we can make our tasty cocktail together. So if you're at home, you're, you're listening to Beantown Podcast, maybe it's kind of, you know, Saturday night, house party. This is the primary form of entertainment. Why go out to a bar? When you got the best entertainment uh, for free, Beantown Podcast. We are never, never soliciting uh, funding. The only time a year we ask for money is when we're raising money for charity. How about that? Uh, it's a very philanthropic endeavor. I got a uh, <laughs> my counter is an amalgamation of goods. I've next right next to each other. I have a Tito's handmade vodka from Austin, Texas. Uh, koozie for your beer. Maybe we'll stick our drink in there. And on the back it says, "I'd rather be drinking Tito's, crafted to be savored responsibly." Responsibility. And then next to it, I just picked this up today from a baby shower. It is a bottle opener. Not for baby bottles, but for regular bottles. So, a lot of pretty much alcohol themed here. Let's go ahead and get this stand set up. I haven't used a stand in a little while. And we're going to be making DIY at home rum and cokes for when you don't have the ingredients that, you know, traditionally go into a rum and coke. I also, while we're talking about drinks here, I want to give a quick plug to my new favorite happy hour spot in the city of Chicago, Brando's Speakeasy. It opens at 5 o'clock and uh, went there for the first time on Tuesday. From 5 to 7, Monday through Friday, I assume. I don't know. I would have to look. Uh, Happy hour, $5, uh, a variety of things, Palomas and Old Fashions and don't make them so strong next time. It's my Jim Bacchus needs some work, and I think uh, a couple other things as well. Oh, mule Moscow mules. That's what I was drinking. I had two, and a couple other things. But I, I tell you what, they're, they they are a little sneaky. I gotta go. I gotta go see what exactly happened because I was on my credit card statement yesterday, and uh, it's supposed to be five dollar cocktails. And I had two charges from them, which doesn't make sense. One was for 24 which is what I was under the impression was what it was supposed to be. The $5 was great uh, because that was tax included. So five times four, two drinks for me, two for my, my coworker. who's last day is tomorrow, plus a $4 tip, which I left. That's how you get to 24 But then there was also an additional $10 charge. And I'm like, where does that come from? So I don't know if there was like a hold. On uh, the 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 card or what's going on, I got to go back in and check that out. If it if they did if they do take that extra ten dollars, then uh, Brando's is officially going from my favorite new spot in the city to my least favorite spot in the city. So the stakes are high. There's a lot riding on this. But let's talk let's talk cocktails here. And first thing you're going to want to do. This would be great to have the video on for, but. What can you do, you know? It's just one of those days. First thing you're going to want to do is get a glass. Now, I'm reaching into my cabinet here, and I'm pulling out the 2017 Screw Cancer Brew Hope, the Almond Cancer Fund for Young Adults glass. This baby's got to hold at least 16 to 18 ounces. It's probably a pint glass. That would make sense. This thing was held at a bar, uh paid like 50 bucks for a ticket, but it was all you can eat pizza, beer. The thing thing you got to be careful. Here's a little bit of life. Here's a life pro tip for the youngsters out there. Maybe you're, you know, you're 21-year-olds. You got to watch out for these charity events where you get free uh, you know, bottomless food and drinks because the tendency is oh, you know, fr- not free food but you know, bottomless food, so let's eat a lot. Because when else are you going to get, you know, just keep going back for seconds and thirds? But then what happens is, especially with pizza, you eat so much, and then all of a sudden it's like you're just packing in the beer. You're not feeling it. You're just drinking, drinking, drinking and uh, getting dehydrated. So there's uh, this week's The More You Know from Beantown Podcast, uh, beantownpodcast.com now streaming on beantown network so the first thing you're going to want to do let me sit let me get our microphone back in the stand here first thing folks is find a nice thing of ice i love my spherical ice cube maker i think i got it on amazon i had a five dollar gift card and it was one of those things where like for whatever reason you had to spend something that was or buy something that was five dollars or less So I I found this cool little spherical ice maker, the the spheres is what I call them. And, uh, yeah, they're great. They uh, last a really long time. And, you know, what more could you ask for? Okay, so we're doing DIY rum and cokes here now the problem for me today the reason we're doing this diy is i don't have rum i don't have coke so we're trying to kind of figure out alternatives so what can you do guys if you don't have rum at home well you might have some scotch which is what i have so we're gonna go for uh, this McAllister uh, mccallan highland single malt scotch whiskey 12 years old double cask Matured exclusively in the perfect balance of hand-picked sherry, seasoned American and European oak casks. Natural color product of Scotland. Natural color with a zo- with a U. I feel like I'm reading the uh, Scott Farrell autobiography again. Or Tales, Tears, and Triumphs of the Stage. I saw he tweeted the other day uh, that he was... I, I would have to go back and find the tweet, but it made some sort of reference, I think, uh, not not very direct, but some sort of allusion or reference to potentially another book, uh, like a part two, which would make sense because you know the the autobiography, which if you don't recall, we did an audiobook about two years ago. Uh, you know, like what, like six, seven hours long, something like that. It's in, I think, four different parts on YouTube. Uh, It is unlisted so that I don't, uh, he's a very litigious guy, so I don't, you know, ruffle any feathers. If you do want to listen to it, email us. I'll gladly share the link with you. Uh, But I I sat in my apartment and recorded for like seven hours in a variety of different takes, but I recorded this entire I don't know how many pages uh autobiography because he stopped putting page numbers in the book at about page 48, 49. So it's hard to know exactly how many pages, but the essentially what I'm getting at here is the autobiography ends maybe, I don't know, like 2016 perhaps. And so we we've got, you know, 5 6 years something like that since then. And really Scott Scott has has made a big life shift. Uh he's committed a lot more to the pornography, uh, which he writes a lot about uh, in his book, and uh, he's decided to uh, like become a bodybuilder. Like not not like that's not his job. He's just like in the gym every day. He takes a lot of steroids and supplements and stuff. Um, I think he works at Amazon, from what I can tell from his tweets. He moved to Seattle. He's always bitching about the rent prices, which is is funny because he moved from Rockford to Seattle, and all of a sudden he's like, "Why is rent so much?" All of a sudden, yikes. Um, and, uh, yeah, nothing is, uh, he, I don't think he's had like a steady partner or anything like that. So, um, but there, there's a lot to, to chat about. He's going to be in Chicago next month for the international men's leather competition or something like that. So maybe we'll meet up. Maybe Scott could come on for the in-depth interview. I would not feel comfortable doing that. So we'll see. That could be good air. Okay, let's get back to these DIY cocktails. We're almost done here because we already got the ice in our, uh, in our pint glass, and then we're going to uh, get into this NFL draft here. Uh, so you're going to want to pour. You know, Some people like to measure. I just like to go right in, and uh, that looks like a good amount. That's a lot of scotch. I wasn't really paying attention when I poured. I was looking at something else. So you're going to want to put the scotch away now you don't have coke so what are you going to do you're going to want to go into the fridge and find the diet pepsi that i just got from uh, a the aforementioned baby shower so this diet pepsi has been in the fridge for like 30 minutes not really cold uh which is why we you know especially wanted that ice so you're going to want to crack it open this diet pepsi reminds me of rc cola which I was talking about earlier at work. Uh, I have a friend who's moving to, uh, or the, the coworker's last days tomorrow, moving to the uh, state of Tennessee, and I was telling her all about the uh, Bell Buckle Tennessee RC Cola and uh, Moon Pie Festival. I have to check the dates for 2022. Uh, I've never actually been before because Bell Buckle's a little bit of a drive from uh, Chicago. But uh, yeah, if you never heard of it, go google it. It's uh world renowned, the RC Cola and Moon Pie Festival in Bell Buckle, Tennessee, a town of about 512 people, I reckon. So, to finish off this cocktail, you're going to want to pour that Diet Pepsi or if you have an RC Cola, I don't think they ever made a Diet RC Cola. Into uh, into your glass. Now you're gonna want to take a first sip, just to kind of get a taste. You know how strong is it? Uh, I probably poured nine ounces of the twelve ounce Diet Pepsi can into there. I think this is gonna be a pretty good ratio. Well, let's take a sip. Might be a little strong. Let's find out. First sip. First sip is the deepest. eh Cheryl. Mm. Oh, that's pretty solid actually. It's a little strong, a little warm. The ice hasn't really kicked in yet. Let's just top it off with the rest of this Pepsi. Tell me, no way, wine is better than Pepsi, George Costanza. Ah. Crack that shit. Excuse me. Okay. What you're going to want to do now, let that ice settle in a little bit. Give it some coolness. Give it some character. And while while I'm getting reset reset up here uh, in our uh, back on the couch, moving from the kitchen back to the couch, get ready to take you through this year's uh, NFL draft picks because that's airing live in about an hour here, Uh, let's learn about an exciting new program uh, coming soon across Beantown Network. So let's cue that up. Next time on Right on Cue. The Russian invasion of Ukraine. What are the latest updates? Johnny Depp's shocking testimony in the trial of Amber Heard. And Russell Brand stops by for a five-step guilt-free cheesecake recipe. That's coming up next time on Right on Cue. All right, we'll talk about an exciting new program. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Not so much the, you know, Amber Heard Russia stuff, but... Russell Brand, I mean that guy, he is a hoot. You know how many stories he's got about his time with Katy Perry. She's crazy. I don't know what Orlando Bloom was uh, is doing, but I don't know, man. I guess she's got that American Idol money, and he doesn't really he doesn't really seem to work anymore. I mean, speaking of uh, you know the whole Pirates of the Caribbean cast, I feel like Keira Knightley's not uh, she's in stuff, but like indie art house movies that. I feel like but not that frequently and then uh Johnny Depp is uh not really making movies right now for obvious reasons so uh, boy, that whole whole cast really flamed out 20 years later. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, our friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need, you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you, you you ought to call someone who's safe, certified, someone you can trust. That someone is my dad. His name is Steve. Call him up at 541-410-0316 for a free quote, I assume. I have no idea. Or you can go to HomePrideOregon.com. Uh, when you need your home inspected, you're going to want to trust... Uh, I think we already just said all of this stuff, right? Gave the number, gave the email. That's about it. Call Steve. He's a nice guy. He'll get you taken care of. Uh, I also want to uh, thank the Samson Q2U series. Uh, very mobile today, moving around. We went from couch to kitchen and back. It was a solid, you know, 10 feet each way. So uh, when God speaks, when Quinn speaks, they use a the Samson. And, of course, our friends, Cuts by Q, when you need a fresh do something snappy and new, called the experts at Cuts by Q, I need a little neck shave tonight or tomorrow, and uh, it's definitely, uh, I've reached the point, hair is pretty long, haven't done anything since about August, so it's, what, where are we at, about nine months-ish, getting close to nine months. Uh, Since the last Cuts by Q, I think it might be time for a little, uh, a little something, I don't know, I might, like, shave down the sides a little bit, Uh, I'm not quite sure what exactly I want to do, but it's it's gotten to the point where i got to wear a headband when I run uh, because when you're running with the the wind at your back, it just goes crazy. And a general PSA to people running in Chicago yesterday, today, whenever you run, there is a major bug spawn happening uh, on the lakefront, and uh, it is just disgusting to run uh, along the lakefront right now because you're going to get you're going to get your full allotted recommended dose of protein from those bugs. I tell you what man, uh it is uh it's pretty brutal. Uh you know, a lot of swallowing and just very gross. So, general PSA. Okay, uh, all the NFL fans, the football fans, the sports heads have waited long enough. Let's jump into our NFL draft here. We're going to do a full first round, of 32 picks, and I promise we're not going to linger too long. I think this will just be a good opportunity for uh, people because I, I assume the majority of the Beanheads are going to be listening to this show after the NFL draft first round has happened because it starts in like an hour, and so it might be tough to squeeze it all in. But okay, so if you're, you're curious, um, I've got a website here, uh, that's going to allow me to kind of make the picks. And I think I had to tinker with the settings a little bit beforehand to kind of make sure I could do it. It wasn't super straightforward where it's just like, Oh, you make the picks. It was like a simulator sort of thing. So I had to kind of give myself, try to give myself control over all 32 teams. So I hope it works. I'm not sure if it doesn't work, we're going to have to pause the show. Maybe we'll do another right on cue advertisement. Uh, but Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. So the first pick uh, of this year's NFL draft is the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is hilarious because they were the first pick last year, too. Has that ever happened before? You have a really awful team. They draft their franchise quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, although not Trevor Lawrence could be anyone because it wasn't Trevor Lawrence in history is what I'm asking about. And uh, that same team is drafted first next year, too. There's a good Beantown trivia question for you all. I have no idea. (sighs) That's a good rum and coke. Oh, while I'm here, before we make our first pick here, now that I'm back in front of the computer, RC Cola and Moon Pie Festival. Here we go. I also want to check out what the population of Bell Buckle is. Um... Okay, bellbucklechamber.com, RC Cola Moon Pie Festival, June 18th, 2022. That's about exactly what I said it was going to be. It's coming up hot here. We're less than two months out. Figure the festivities, the setup, all that stuff is probably already happening. June 18th is a Saturday. Uh, I got to remember to send this to my coworker. Um, this, okay, here's, here's the, the homepage, this wacky fun for the whole family event celebrates the South's original fast food, an ice cold RC Cola and a fresh moon pie, smiling visitors from all over the world. One of these days, one of these years, I really do want to do a podcast live from, uh, from Bellbuckle at the RC Cold Moon Pie Festival. It's not happening this year but I would love it um, if it happened this year or uh, at, at some point, maybe like Town 37 or something. Rachel will love that. Uh, smiling visitors from all over the world. We can prove it because there's a Who Travel the Furthest contest. Furtherist is, is what it says. A not furthest, furthest, my favorite word. Stream into the downtown area. Down, now, downtown Bell Buckle, folks, you're going to want to be careful crossing the street because you might get hit by a, a rabbit or something, where they can find plenty of music cloggers. Weird but fun contest, moon pie games, and a colorful parade, Uh, just to name a few, but no Democrats, uh, name a few of the many things that occur throughout the day. Uh, So let's see. Kick things off with a 10. Oh, this is actually kind of cool. I didn't know this. Kick things off with a 10-mile and 5K races. I really am skeptical that anyone in Bell Buckle, Tennessee, Uh, Is really into 10 mile races, but maybe that's, you know, maybe you get some Kenyans in. I also want to go on record here, and I'm not making any sort of comments on the health, fitness, nutrition of people who live in Bellbuckle. It's a beautiful little town. I just don't think of racing when I think of the Moon Pie Festival. So TBD, I would love to, you know, be part of that someday. Uh, More about the race, parade registration. If you think I'm shitting you, I'm not. 7 a.m. is when the 10-mile run starts. 9 a.m. is when the craft fair and food court starts. 9.15 a.m., mid-state cloggers. 10 a.m., bell-buckle chamber, 10-mile run awards. Uh, 10.45 is the southern country cloggers. Um, then you've got the RC and Moon Pie Parade at 11.30 Oh, this is a very special event. At 11.45, you have the RC in Moon Pie King and Queen Crowning Festivities. Now, if that isn't uh, you know just the – talk about being the bell of the ball – I mean, you gotta love that. Um, Let's see, next you have the Speakeasy Classic Rock Band at 12.30 p.m. At 1.15, you've got the uh, the, uh, Prizes and Awards. I don't particularly know what Prizes and Awards reference is, but hey, you know, it... uh, it sounds like fun. Uh, and then at 1.45, 2.30 p.m., you got the Speakeasy Classic Rock Band, 2.30 p.m., RC Cola and Moon Pie Games. It's like reindeer games are better. Oh, this is real fun for the kids. 3.45 p.m., Knights of the Moon Pie Round. And 4 p.m., oh, geez. What a way to end the day. The world's largest moon pie. Let's zoom out here. I was trying to rem- remember when talking to my coworker how far Bell Buckle is from Nashville. I thought it was like an hour south, and uh, I think that's about exactly right. So, um, yeah, it's it's about hour southeast of Nashville, kind of halfway between Nashville and Chattanooga. Um, la- so I, I'm not joking. That is a real thing. It's a big deal in Bell Buckle every year. And I wanted to see what the population of Buckle was, because I guessed five hundred and twelve. And according to Google five uh, two thousand nineteen we're at five forty-four. So I was thirty-two folks off. I'm taking a W for that. Okay, let's uh let's not wait any longer. Let's get into the NFL draft here. So as previously mentioned, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. And it seems like the, the consensus, we haven't really had a consensus up till this point. But it seems like what people are saying is that they're going to take uh, Trayvon Walker from uh, Georgia, I think, is where he went. So I think that's who we're going to pick. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's the best player in the draft. But for whatever reason, um, I, I think they need a defensive player. Um, although, let's let's just be real. Their offense is kind of shit, even with Trevor Lawrence. But they are getting Etienne back from injury. Uh, and they just... They did like they spent all their free agency money on wide receivers for like the bad ones, which was wild. So, um, I could see them taking like Sauce Gardner, um, or one of these tackles, but I think that it seems like they're taking Trayvon Walker, the best edge guy in the draft. Although Aiden Hutchinson could be good too, but I've heard they're taking Trayvon Walker, so I'm going to give them Trayvon Walker in my mock draft. Let's see if this works. Drafting Trayvon Walker. Okay, yeah, it's working. Great. Okay, so now we got the Detroit Lions at number two. And I feel like the Detroit Lions, because Aiden Hutchinson went to Michigan, I feel like Dan Campbell, their coach, is going to be all over that. So I'm not going to overthink this one. I think that Aiden Hutchinson is going to the Detroit Lions. Number three, the Texans. No one has any clue what they're going to do. It. No team has ever been perhaps at this much of a ground zero. They traded away. Uh, they're, you know, much, uh, beleaguered, is that a word? Quarterback Deshaun Watson. Their whole team is a mess. I think they got rid of their, their coach. Uh, I think I'd have to go back and look. So they don't have like any good players except Brandon cooks is their wide receiver, their top guy. Of course you recall, they traded away their star wide receiver two years ago. What's his name? The guy went to the Cardinals. So Hopkins and they got, what, in return, David Johnson and a seventh-round pick or something. It was one of the worst trades of all time. So, really, they can go absolutely anywhere. I've seen a lot of people saying that they're going to take Sauce Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati. That feels like a solid option uh, because they really want someone who can just, like, be a leader on that defense. I could see them taking uh, one of these hot tackles like Ikon um, Wu from NC State, Evan Neal, or Charles Cross. Um, they could also go for one of these impact wide receivers. It's a deep class, but I think I think that they're going to take Sauce Gardner. He's uh, probably the best uh, secondary guy in this draft. So I'm going to I'm going to send Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati to the Houston Texans. Okay, next up on the clock we have the New York Jets 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 Jets, who are in an interesting position. They definitely need. An impact wide receiver because their wide receiver room is just kind of nothing flashy, nothing special, and they could really use a guy to pair with Zach Wilson. But the Jets are another team that have just been like so bad for so long. They just need, I honestly, I think the best player available at this point. So to the Jets, I am going to give. Hmm, let's see, this is tough, um, and I don't actually really know what I'm doing here. I'm just kind of, uh, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. I'm going to give the Jets Charles Cross, tackle from Mississippi State. I think that they're going to try to protect Zach Wilson. Okay, next up, we have the New York Football Giants, a team kind of like the Jets that are just in like big-time problems. Um, I think the Giants have another pick at number seven from the Bears, and they only have uh, picks... Uh, Oh, wait. No, no, no. I was mistaken. So I could see... The one thing I will note about this draft simulator won't let me do any sort of trading or anything. So I can't really do anything about that. But I could see the Giants giving away one of these picks um, specifically for a first-round pick next year to try and get a quarterback. Um, So I'll actually predict that the Giants will trade away this number five pick to um, a team who needs uh, probably Stingley, um, at Here at number five, maybe like the, uh, the the Chiefs or something like that to try to get a first-round pick next year uh, so that they can get a quarterback. So that's my prediction, but I have to pick someone for the Giants. So I will say that the Giants will take um, – well, they're going to pick again at, in, in one more pick. So I would say the Giants will take Derek Stingley Jr. here at number five. Okay, so now at number six are the Carolina Panthers. Now people are thinking like, ooh – do they, uh, are they going to go for a, uh, a quarterback? Because that's the common thing with the Panthers. They need a quarterback. Um, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think the Panthers are going to go down that deep. I think they're going to go for a best player available. I think they're going to get a tackle. I think it's going to help their team out. I'm going to give the Panthers Evan Neal from Alabama. Next, we have the New York Giants again. Who did we just give them? We gave them uh, Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback. So I think that the Giants will uh, go for this other tackle here, Ikem Ikwanwu and uh give him to the giants next up we have the falcons another qb needy team they legitimately like don't have a quarterback right now as far as i know maybe marcus Mariota. i think that the the um the falcons are going to go and get uh, what's his name the guy from liberty the quarterback and he will be the first one taken i'm giving the falcons malik willis quarterback out of liberty Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks, a team that has completely hit rebuild. They traded away Russell Wilson. Uh, they could go for just about anyone here. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback in this class. I think they're going to just try to get, like, well, they got the, the Drew Locke from Denver. He's pretty bad. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, but there really aren't any good quarterbacks. So I'm going to give the Seattle Seahawks uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Which I think is a. I don't think a lot of people are predicting him to go that high, so we'll see what happens. Next up, we have another pick for the JETS Jets, Jets, Jets. I have them taking Charles Cross, a tackle, at number four. So here at number 10, I think they're going to grab Jameson Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, best wide receiver in this draft. Number 11, we have the Washington Commanders. And I think that everyone expects them to take a wide receiver. So they're probably picking between Drake London and Garrett Wilson. I think they're going to take Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. Now you have my Minnesota Vikings. And... uh, a lot of people were think that they're going to try to take uh, Derek Stingley, but most drafts have him going way before number 12 here. I could see the Vikings trading down potentially uh, for a later first round pick and then maybe like a third round pick this year uh, or a second round pick next year. We'll see what happens. But since I can't do trades, we're pretty much deciding between Kayvon Thibodeau the edge rusher from Oregon, Trent McDuffie, who would be the third cornerback. He's out of Washington, or Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Um, and I feel like the I feel like the safe option here is Trent McDuffie, just because you get a versatile corner uh, quarter cornerback to learn under Patrick Peterson. But Kayvon Thibodeau could be sexy, uh, the edge rusher. And then also the like home run option would be Garrett Wilson, uh, because then the Vikings would have uh Garrett Wilson. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, which would be nuts. But I really uh it's well, it's hard to know because this Vikings uh, front off is completely new. But I think they recognize that like, gosh, they gotta do something about that secondary or else they're just gonna give up fifty points a game. So I do think that they're I think they're pretty confident in their offense as is. So I think they're gonna take Trent McDuffie the cornerback from Washington, which I think is the least sexy of those three picks, but I just think it's what's going to happen. Okay, we got the Texans on the clock. Uh, according to this website simulator I'm using, it you know it lists every team's needs, like guard, defensive tackle, wide receiver. For the Texans, at pick number 13, it literally, I'm not shitting you, says every position. Uh, so if you'll remember, at pick three, we gave the Texans Sauce Gardner, the top cornerback. Uh, so I think what we're going to see here is that they're going to continue to build that defense. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is not likely to drop this far, but uh, I don't think the Texans are going to let him drop any further. So I'm going to give the Texans Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Okay, next up we have the Ravens. I think this is the first team in the draft that is like, actually a competent team that knows what they're doing and has a plan. So things get a little bit interesting here. I can't see them taking a guy like Garrett Wilson, uh, although he would be great on that team because Lamar is just kind of all over the place with his accuracy. Um, So now we're, we're getting into some interesting picks here. They are a team that definitely needs help on uh, defense. I think they're pretty, I think they're pretty uh, confident in their um, offensive scheme. So, I think that they're going to take Jordan Davis, a defensive lineman from Georgia, who a lot of people actually think the Vikings might take. um, But I think that they're just going to go after Jordan Davis and add him to the interior of that line, and he will uh, wreck uh, the rest of the AFC North. So I am sending Jordan Davis to the Baltimore Ravens. Next, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. They pick at both 15 and 18. Uh, The Eagles love drafting wide receivers in the first round. They don't pan out, so we'll see what happens this year. Um, But I think the Eagles are actually going to do it one more time. I think they're going to take Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. So I will give them Garrett Wilson. The Saints are an interesting spot. Or in an interesting spot because they've got a big quarterback question. They've got Jameson, uh, Jameson, James Winston coming back, but he's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, could they reach for? Gosh, whoever is the next wide or uh, quarterback who is probably what Kenny Pickett? Uh, perhaps I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Well, we got Sam Howell. We got. Kenny Pickett somewhere. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. Uh, I don't think Desmond Ritter is going in the first round. I am going to say that the Saints are going to go for it. I think the Saints are going to take Sam Howell. I think they're desperate. So I will send Sam Howell, pick 16, to the Saints. Next, we have the Chargers, a team that feels like they're probably just one or two savvy moves away from really being in a good spot. However, they do also play in uh, the AFC West, which is a nightmare this year. Um, The Chargers, I think they brought back Mike Williams. So I feel like on offense with Williams, Keenan Allen, um, whoever their tight end is these days, I can't even remember. But, of course, Austin Eckler. I feel like they're in pretty good shape on offense. Now they just need their defense to step it it up a little bit. So I'm going to send George Karlaftis, the edge rusher from Purdue, to play alongside um, Joey Bosa, or Nick Bosa, whichever one plays for the Chargers. And they also – the the Chargers picked up that guy from uh, somewhere, right? He was really good, and then he got, was a free agent or something. They grabbed him. So I'm not quite sure if I feel that confident in this pick, but I'm going to send George Karlaftis, the edge rusher, to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I can't remember what that guy's name. The uh, name is, the other guy who plays alongside – uh, Joey Bosa in Los Angeles. I I have to look that up. Next up on the clock, we got the Philadelphia Eagles and we got to we got to speed this up. We got 34% left on the uh, the old Mac battery. So at 15, we had the Eagles taking their favorite Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver in the first round, but they do have a second pick. Eagles definitely got to shore up their defense. They're going to take Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah with their second pick in the first round. Okay, we got the Saints again, who, just like the Eagles, uh, another pick in the mid-round here. They took Sam Howell, the quarterback, out of North Carolina with their first pick. Uh, The Saints could really use some offensive help here. They are going to take Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, to play alongside uh, the corpse of Michael Thomas. So we'll send Chris Olave at 19 to the Saints. Now we've got Maybe the most interesting team in the entire draft here, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because the Steelers have signed Mitch Trubisky as a free agent, and it's like, are they going to legitimately give him the shot? Is he like, supposed to be a backup? Is he a transition guy? What is he supposed to be? Steelers are not a team that is used to being bad. Just kind of straight up, but they are in danger of being like really bad this year if they don't get some offensive production. Um, They could definitely use a tackle. They could definitely use a quarterback. But do I really see them reaching for Kenny Pickett? I think they might actually legitimately just say like, "Oh, we're just going to be bad this year and try to get a quarterback next year." So I'm actually going to send. Uh, let's see, who do I want to send them? Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan, the tackle to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Already regretting that pick. Okay, number 21, we have the New England Patriots on the clock. Patriots because could use a little bit of everything, uh, but I don't see them taking an offensive player that, in the first round that just doesn't feel like the Bill Belichick way. So I'm deciding between Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback from Clemson, or uh, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State. I think Bill likes Jermaine Johnson, the second, the edge rusher from Florida State. I'm sending him to the New England Patriots. Here we go. The Green Bay Packers, who have taken one offensive player, is that right? In the last 20 years, what are they going to do? I think they finally realize that they legitimately have like nothing on offense uh, with Devontae Adams gone. Uh, So they really, they got to get talent in there. They're going to take Sky Moore, Sky with two Ys, fun for the kids at home, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan to the Green Bay Packers. All right, we got about nine more picks here. And I'm going to blow through these pretty quick because who gives a shit? The Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. God, there's a team in... Just wild need of everything. I think the Cardinals will take Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa, as a big boy. Next, you got America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, a team that is in deep danger of going from, like, competing every year to just complete oblivion. Uh, Murray Cooper is gone. And that playoff loss last year to the Niners was really embarrassing, if you'll recall, when they tried to do a QB sneak with nine seconds left on the clock and no timeout. Smooth move, Ferguson. Uh, I think the Cowboys, Cowboys like to go after flashy players. Um, they need help on both sides of the line. I think that they're going to take—I'll um, I, I, take, I'll have the, the Cowboys taking Devontae Wyatt, a defense lineman from Georgia next we' got the Buffalo Bills, a team that feels like they are one impact player away from you know going to the Super Bowl. Um, they're really a team that isn 't you know in desperate need of talent in one specific area. I think they're just going to try to take the best player available. And uh, I think for them, the best player available at this point is probably be either like George Pickens, a wide receiver from Georgia, or Nakobe Dean, a linebacker from Georgia, or Andrew Booth Jr. I'm going to give them N'Kobe Dean, a linebacker from Georgia. Next, we have the Tennessee Titans. This is a team that uh, Julio Jones didn't really work out for this past year. They need someone else along uh, A.J. Brown. That's why I am sending George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia, not too far from Nashville, to the Tennessee Titans with pick number 26. Next, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that uh, who did they even lose to in the playoffs this last year? I don't really remember, but they, uh, they lost. Even with Brady, which was surprising. Gosh, who was it? They beat the Eagles in the opening round. They must have had to go play uh, uh, Los Angeles or something, although they probably hosted them. I don't really recall. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they really just need help in the trenches um, because that Super Bowl defense is starting to lose a little bit of their edge. Brady needs protection. I, I will have the. Uh, I will have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. Next up, uh, pick 28, we got the Green Bay Packers. They're just taking best player available at this point. They got their wide receiver. Uh, He's fallen probably too far in this draft. We're taking Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback from Clemson. Now we have the Chiefs with back-to-back picks. So the Chiefs could really use a wide receiver to fill the void left when they traded away Tyreek Hill. You figured there was a guy out there that they really wanted when they made that trade, and I think that guy is the Arkansas wide receiver, Traylon Burks. So I'm sending him to uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and now they got a chance for someone else, and I think they're going to take Kair Elam, the cornerback from Florida with the 30th pick. We got the last two picks here. We have the Bengals followed by the Lions. Let's just scroll down the list here, see uh, what else is going on. Uh, I already know who I'm giving the Lions, but I think the Bengals will probably take, um, let's see, let's just give them, uh, they need help in the trenches. Let's just give the Bengals uh, the tackle, Tyler Smith from uh, Tulsa. They always need help on the offensive line. And then with the 32nd final pick, in the first round of the NFL draft, according to the Town prediction model, we are going to give Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, to the Detroit Lions. All right, they're grading my draft now. Let's see how we did. Uh, uh, now they're trying to sell me a subscription. No. Uh, okay, my first round mock draft. We'll go through it really quickly. There was no grades. Just my results. That's not a grade. Bullshit. Uh okay, here we go. Just to, to wrap it up here. Um I'm not gonna give you the team. I'm just gonna well yeah, I'll give you the team and the name. We'll go one through thirty-two, lightning round. I'm gonna need a little bit of rum and coke to get through it. Cause scotch and Diet Pepsi just doesn't really have the same you know, ring the same bell. Okay. Number one, Trayvon Walker to the Jags. Number two, Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. Three Sauce Gardner to the Texans. Four, Charles Cross to the Jets. Five, Derek Stingley Jr. to the Giants. Six, Evan Neal to the Panthers. Seven, Ikem Ikuanu to the Giants. Uh, Eight, Malik Willis, quarterback to the Falcons. Nine, Kyle Hamilton, safety to the Seahawks. Ten, Jamison Williams, wide receiver to the Jets. Eleven, Drake London, wide receiver to the Commanders. 12 Trent McDuffie cornerback to the Vikings. 13, Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher to the uh, Texans. 14, Jordan Davis, defensive lineman to the Ravens. 15, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver to the Eagles. 16, Sam Howell, first, uh, second quarterback taken to the Saints. Second half of the round here, Jordan Car- or George Carlaftis, uh, edge rusher to the Chargers. 18, Devin Lloyd, linebacker to the Eagles. 19, Chris Olave, wide receiver to the Saints. 20 Hard Raymond, tackle to the uh, Steelers. 21, Jermaine Johnson, the second uh, edge rusher to the Patriots. 22, Sky Moore with two Ys, wide receiver to the Packers. 23, to the Cardinals, Tyler Linderbaum, a center. 24, to the Criminals, Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of Georgia. 25, to the Buffalo Bills, we have Nicobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, again, to the Bills. 26, the Titans. We have George Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia. 27, to the Bucks. We have Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College. Go Catholics. 28, we have Andrew Booth, Jr., cornerback to the Packers. Back-to-back Chiefs picks, we go Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas, and Kair Elam, cornerback from Florida. 31, Tyler Smith, tackle to the Bengals. And 32, bringing up the rear, Kenny Pickett, quarterback, from Pittsburgh, and folks, there you have it. There, those are the Bean Town Podcast first round draft predictions. I think they're going to be pretty bad uh, because I didn't really do my research. I've just been paying attention to the Vikings picks. So let's see how it goes. We got the NFL Draft airing live in about forty-five minutes. Here, first round. Uh, I'm excited. You know, have some, have some drinks, have some. Uh, uh uh lasagna macaroni and just kind of enjoy my Thursday night. Uh everyone, I hope wherever you are, you are having a good time. You are enjoying some spring weather. You are getting outside. You're staying off the screens as much as possible. Uh and thank everyone, thank you to everyone for listening, BeantownPodcast.com, streaming on all Beantown networks. Uh looking forward to launching right on cue In the immediate future, I hope you liked your little uh, teaser that you got of it today. And uh, that's about all I got for you. So we are going to play the outro music that you know and love. And I am going to tell you one last time, uh, stay safe. Stay sane. Have a, a rum and coke on me. And I'll check in on you next time. Bye.